home slice audio. Hi, my name is Mark, and welcome to this week's edition of My First Concert, where today I am going to step completely out of my comfort zone. If you've listened to any of these podcasts in the past, it has generally been focused around country in most instances, just because that's what I am most familiar with. I mean, I've talked with some producers. I've talked with some educators who have nothing to do with country music. Uh, I've talked with uh, people that run venues in our area that bring in lots of shows that aren't just country. But that's my wheelhouse. That's what I know most about, probably the musical genre I listen to the most, although I like absolutely everything. But I always believe that you should step out of your comfort zone and try new things, especially when it comes to music. Listen to it all because you're going to find some stuff that will surprise you. And that's exactly what happened the first time I heard the music and saw these guys play live. So I would like to introduce you to three of the most unique, genuine dudes that you will ever come across. And at the end of this episode, I am going to play their brand new single for you so you get a feel for exactly what these guys are about. It's the Dead Marthas. I'm a little intimidated by you guys, frankly, okay? Because <laughs> be. I've never... You should be. <laughs> I have yet to talk with anybody that plays the kind of music that you guys play. All right? Okay. Most of it has been more mainstream. I've talked with a lot of songwriters. I've talked with more in line of the, the country genre, which is kind of what my background is in any way, but I love everything. I love all kinds of music. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So so joining me right now is Trevor Stein, Scott Miller, Russ Haddon of the Dead Marthas here in mm-hmm. Rapid City. Now just <laughs> let's get this out of the way because even though it's 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 interesting, it's gonna be the most whatever part of the conversation, the name. Okay. Mm. You you must get asked this constantly, yeah. don't you? Where it oh, comes yeah. from. Definitely. Right. We can't. We can't. We can't talk about it. <laughs> we can't talk about it. I like the fan theories that we get. We okay, get all give, give me some examples of, of what they would be. Uh, one fan theory is that uh, Superman, was it Superman and Batman's mom yeah, were yeah. both named Martha, Martha. and they <laughs> yeah. both died in some way. And someone's like, that's what it is, it's right? Cooler. And I was like, that that's cooler. a way better story than how we got to there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish it was that. Yeah. Well, and then there's the other one. There's the Handmaid's Tales or whatever. Handmaid's oh, yeah. Tales. Yeah. Right. Handmaid's and Tales. I've never seen it, but everybody's like, the Martha's Actually, right from the you, Handmaid's if Tales. if you Google it, that's what, that comes up. It's like yeah. our stuff and then a bunch of Handmaid's Tales. And that's all right yep. with me. It looks sexy. <laughs> that, that was, I, guess if, I guess if you'd consider that sexy, yeah. sure. Now, Russ has definitely never seen that. I've never <laughs> seen them. <laughs> now this guy's super awkward. This whole thing went real weird, real quick. We're, we're about two minutes in, and here we go. Uh, so, so where did it come from originally? Then, I mean, what's the what's the reason behind it? It, it came from I had a believe it or not, I had like a folk band that I was starting <laughs> called Mother yeah, Martha, right. Father Fred, and I'd put it together. And uh, I up at Mount Moriah, there's all the gravestones mm-hmm. and there yep. was one that was like mother Martha and then father something. And they were like a husband, wife, grave pair. And I was like, that's a really cool band name, but it can't, it was like mother Martha, father Samuel or something. That I, was didn't like, that, I was like, that doesn't work, <laughs> but everything, but that. <laughs> and so I had that. And then Poor Russ, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. he got left out. Her name sucks. Darn it. Poor Samuel. And then Russ had a band name idea that he was yeah. trying to promote called Dead Spaceman. Yeah, Dead Spaceman. So great. 
And so, it's going to be the best band in the whole entire world. <laughs> what happened to it then, Russ? Why? What happened? I got distracted. <laughs> Easily <laughs> distracted. Yeah. Well, uh, let me get background on you guys. Trevor, where are you? Are you from here? Are you from around this area? Are all of you guys from here? Well, let's just start with you, Trevor. What's? Where not, are you from? Not at all. Yeah. Okay. I moved from. I grew up in Northwest Arkansas, and oh, then I oh. went to school in Memphis, uh, Tennessee. And yeah. And, and now I'm here. How, okay. <laughs> I want to know how you got from Memphis to Rapid City, South Dakota. I was going to school for uh, geology. and I, Really? I did a field camp up here, which is part of any geology degree. Uh, you spend like a month in somewhere else, and you make a bunch of maps and do a bunch of projects. Uh, and I met my wife here. On Tinder. <laughs> Way to clarify that. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Weird, weird that you had to add that, but sure. Yeah. It's a fun little piece of the story. So I went back to Memphis, and then uh, when I graduated, I said, I'm going to come up here. And, and fall in love. And that's what I did. So does... does, now does I'm happily married for... Five years. <laughs> does geology still does still interest you? Is it still something you think maybe? Uh, it's, you know, it's interesting, um, but no, I'm not doing a single thing with it. You have a sweet hammer. You do. You have a gold hammer. <laughs> oh, you've got a geology hammer. I did get a hammer. Yeah. There's another. There's a great band name, Geology Hammer. That's <laughs> a good name. Yeah. yeah. Well, Scott, what uh, what's your story then? Um. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up here. My dad played in a band called Aaron Barron in the 80s and toured the Midwest. Really? Um, yeah, he got inducted into the Rock and Roll or South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2 years ago, 2019, something like no that. No kidding. Yeah, so I've been surrounded by music my whole life and it was a weird it was a weird thing of like growing up I really didn't want to like work in the studio or do any of that stuff because I was like, oh, that's all I do all day. Like, it's always all around. Right. And so, but then I started playing in, like, church bands and stuff when I was younger. Um, stepped up to that, playing in punk bands in the local scene. Mm-hmm. And basically played right up until I got married in 2010, um, or 2011. Got married then, um, had a son a couple years later, and just kind of Ran out of, like, time for okay. everything else. Right. Um, so, yeah, so Dead Martha's was, like, the next thing. Like, ten years later, I was getting back into the saddle. Like, I had always played music, and I had had stuff, but I hadn't played on stage or done anything past that for, yeah, like, ten years. Oh, wow. So, okay. Uh, yeah. And actually, to go back to that, the Dead Martha's name, it's like we were sitting in a room trying to help each other out with these these songs that we had. And he was actually, well, why don't we just do this together? So we're like, well, whose name should we take? Then we're just like, well, let's just combine them. <laughs> and <laughs> there it was. That's how it came about. Yep. That's it. It's it's the perfect. It, it is the perfect name for the for the music you guys play, uh, which I want to get to here in a little bit. Um, but Russ, then what's what's your whole backstory in this? Well, I grew up in a small town of 33 people called Beulah, Wyoming, and it's a little nook of the world where everybody does whatever they want, and there's no laws. It's the yeah, West, home baby. Home of the Testicle Festival. Home of the Testicle Festival. Oh, of course. And uh, we tried to get into the Guinness World Book of Records with the smallest town with the biggest parade. <laughs> but we didn't do it because we were, we were just too small. Well, But there was a plane involved. There the, you go. The, and uh, so, so, at, so I at lit that, a fire truck on fire, but that's a totally different story. <laughs> at that, 
at that committee meeting in Beulah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you guys were sitting there thinking, we're a town of 33 people and we're going to have the right. Guinness Book of World's record for the largest parade, didn't anybody in the meeting look up and say, there's only 33 fucking people here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's we why we called, so far. we called all our friends, you know, Spearfish, <laughs> yeah. Gillette, all the people, man. And they were like, Everybody's we're not, not going to come over and help you. Why would <laughs> yeah. we do that? In the surrounding metro area. <laughs> in the surrounding metro area of all the farming community. So, and, uh, yeah. do you, uh, I'll go back down here too. Well, you kind of told me, little Scott, that you had, you actually had uh, a, a, a musical background. Your family was pretty musical. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, did you have that too? Did you have, did you have people in your family that were like that, 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 yeah. you know, you could pull from? I did. My mom was very musical. Uh, she wrote songs and played the piano my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty musical all throughout school. Sure. Played in a lot of bands in college and grad school and then came here and got hooked up i started playing i played for churches honestly for a long time um and then when i got here played in uh some local church stuff and then kind of jammed with scotty a little bit here and there and then my first kind of hookup into the kind of scene i guess was playing for brandon jones for oh really okay about a year Year and a half, maybe. Well, that's quite a switch from that music to what you guys do now. Obviously. <laughs> sure was. <Yeah. laughs> um, it was you... a lot of fun. I had a great. I had the greatest times with those guys. Well, and and I okay. I guess we'll we'll. we'll I mean, Russ, uh, your background too. You had uh, you had some music in your family as well. Yeah, my mom and dad are always musical, and they always showed me a bunch of really good music. So it was just kind of like they never said. Well, actually, they bought the first guitar, and then they just kept. Uh, let me do bad decisions and have <laughs> have a uh, have bands. And That's stuff what like makes that. the best so, musicians are the ones go. that make yeah. the bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were always super supportive of whatever phase it was. If it was eyeliner and straightened hair, or if it was you know country weird, no socks, you do what you want. Can you bring in some of those pictures? Though, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, lots really, of I would like really, to see yeah. that. <laughs> so, okay, so you guys, you, um, you know, Trevor, you mentioned you you played with Brandon, and that's Brandon's obviously a, a relatively traditional slash kind of neo country. Yeah. You know, he kind of plays a little bit in between there. Yeah. And uh, to what uh, to, to people that might not be familiar with who you guys are, um, because you've only been together for I mean, like really, two, how long now? Two and a two half. Years. Okay. Playing, playing a little. <laughs> oh my God! See, I just got That's done. Bigger than mine. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just got done interviewing Brian. Thought he would work his way in here somewhere. <laughs> but uh, so, is this? Uh, how would you describe the type of music that you guys play? Do you got or do or do you even give a shit about labels when it comes to this kind of music? It's hard, yeah, because like we get called a lot of things outwardly. Like people are like, "Oh, well, you're like a punk band." Or you're a uh, post, you're now leaning post-hardcore. Post-something. Yeah, it's, it's always, always post. like post-something, it's post-hardcore, <laughs> mm-hmm. post, or, you know, early stuff was like pop-punk. It, it has all these different things. I don't know, we just always called ourselves like a rock and roll band. Yeah. We were just yeah. there to, yeah. you know. I like Play loud and and you know get angry cause a little yeah cause a little people. mayhem and then bum people <laughs> out and get off stage yeah. like I'm maybe so other people bad leave. at answering that question. It's like I don't know. It's yeah. loud and hard. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Do what we it want, is. I guess. Well, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. I think I think labels are pretty stupid. It's weird. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I know that there are certain 
certain genres that everybody's going to try to pigeonhole you into. Yeah. Um, so what, like with with Scott, what your music? Did you grow up with a lot of '80s stuff then? Because of your dad being in that band, I mean, did you I get? I did. I mean, so I hit the misfortune of being born right. I was born in '89, oh, and so my parents yeah. hit my parents hit the uh, <laughs> the like church revival movement, and they're like, "We must now repent for our rock and roll sins." So I grew oh, up no. with like a whole a whole lot of like bland vanilla mm-hmm. kind of Christian rock music. Found some really cool things in it, like uh, give me uh, one example. Reliant don't, K. Don't I love I love oh, Reliant sure. K. Okay. Um, Newsboys slapped a little. They had some stuff. Um, I guiltily was a huge Creed fan for a while. Who isn't? I well, still am. Still am. But, My arms are wide open right yeah. now. <laughs> yes, they are. But yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of that till a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I actually got introduced to most of those bands through one of my friends in like middle school. Sure, his he was like, "Oh, have you ever heard of you know? Do you listen to Journey?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Do you listen to what about this one, the Eagles?" And, and he would pull out of these bands. And I was like, "Man, I'm 13. Like, can we go play Xbox again? Like, I don't care about this right now." But yeah, I think the the majority of music. Was that and so I was like I remember finding somebody giving me a Blink One Eighty Two CD when I was like four. No, I would have been like twelve. And I would like stuck it in and I was like, oh man, my parents can't hear this. Turn it on. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was so like, oh geez, the one that's with the nurse on the <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it was Dude Ranch. Oh, wow. it was Dude, Dude Ranch. Ranch, and I was like, oh my god, like you <laughs> can get fast and you can say that. I'm like, <laughs> you can that's say insane. That. <laughs> so I was, I was definitely a late bloomer in that there respect. There was a BPM limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you can play that fast. <laughs> wow. I just never heard it, and everything was like worship music and that kind of stuff. So I was, I was like, oh, okay. okay. So uh, Trevor, your your uh, your guitar, correct? Drums. Drums. I'm sorry. God yeah. dang it. I knew I was going to screw that up. I had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I know what Russ plays. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and grab piano. this. You play Yes, you're up there on the... Honky tonk. Up there on the saxophone. <laughs> That's right. Sexy yeah. saxophone drums, guitar, sax. So uh, <laughs> were drums your first, like your first, your first love? Sort they of were. Deal? Okay. Yeah, and it was kind of random. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong on this. I don't have a memory of asking for a drum set, but I know that I got one for Christmas one year. When I was like nine, did you get it from like a, a, a family friend or relative that didn't like your parents? Is that what <laughs> no, I it, was, it was actually from my from my mom and dad, and and we had you know they just it was there in the basement one Christmas, and they were like, "This is this is your gift now." And, uh, <laughs> Here you are, and, bang I, on some of these. and I you know turned on Backstreet's Back and played along. Yes, with it, and that yes, was, that was my first. Uh, time. I knew I liked you. I, I am. I knew we had that in common. I could just tell because you know they're better than NSYNC. <laughs> yes, NSYNC thank it, you. But. Nobody else agrees with anybody. Anybody else? Hold on. <laughs> so, and and that's where it started. And that's pretty much all I played. I mean, I I got you know a few years later got a bass. And the guitar and kind of dabbled. And then when I was in college, I couldn't have my drum set, so I played you know, mm-hmm. a little guitar here and there, but that's about it. 
Be so, honest, though, because you were in a vocal choir that traveled the world. <laughs> That's just something that you're missing and leaving out. What? Well, <laughs> dude, he's saying everywhere. He's saying at the White House. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah I, was, I love bringing I that up because he hates it. <laughs> no, and in the Vatican. I tell you, but, but what is what is more punk than that? Okay, right? I mean, that's the a vocal bad, choir. Yes, exactly. That's a badass story right there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, I was a, I, in college. I sang in a choir. We were America's singing ambassadors. Dude, we found this That's out on awesome. the way to you Utah mean you in the van. He's like, by the way, you mean you haven't heard of us? We <laughs> yeah. were America's top forty. I said that top I wanted 40. to go see. I want to go see the big Jesus statue in Rio before I die. And he nonchalantly just goes, "Oh yeah, I, I sang there with the choir." And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Hold on, what? <laughs> you did what?" The van gets pulled over, <laughs> <the> screeching tires. <laughs> it, was a, it was a choir that did like. Uh, Every other summer, they did international tours, and this was a little. It was a little college in Shreveport, Louisiana, <laughs> called Centenary College, and it's a Centenary College choir. And we sang. Uh, so, in my four years, I had two international trips. We did uh, Rio, and uh, so Brazil and Argentina, mm-hmm. and then Italy. So we did. Uh, we were actually. It was the first Protestant choir to sing Mass at the Vatican. See, and he just yeah. leaves that shit out like it's no big deal. Mike drops. See you later. Yeah. And then uh, Trevor just walks out of the interview. His now, beard just grows a so foot it longer. Really, it was really just those two big trips, and then we did a uh, an alum of the choir went on to be this composer, and he was debuting um, a a piece of his at, in New York, and so we went to that and did a whole thing at Carnegie Hall, which is really cool. Good It was hosted by Clay Aiken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. That's when you know. See, it's new re- information. It's I had that's, no idea. That's a, I mean, and then you're sitting over there going, and then you mentioned earlier about, you know, grad school. I'm, you're the smartest guy I've ever talked <laughs> yeah, to in one no, of these things so far, too. Yeah, he's insane. Jeez, that's amazing. Um, I'm just, just listening to all of your backgrounds <laughs> and the stuff you've listened to and the stuff you've grown up with and, and, and your family history, I'm... I'm fascinated by what you guys are now choosing to play. Yeah, you know? garbage. No, <laughs> it's back alley trash glam. <laughs> because I saw for the first time at the at the rally, you guys got to get up on stage at the at the tent there in the Loud American, and I I was very curious because I thought, okay, I know I know Russ. You said this is you know this is like one of the biggest kind yeah, of deals yeah, we played, sort of a thing. thing. Yeah, we right. played. And mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, I want to just watch the crowd. Because what are usually in those crowds are <laughs> yeah. obviously the bikers, but you've got the cowboys that are in there, and then you've got some locals that are hanging out in there, and so everybody knows what to expect because it's you know it's it's great bands, it's Judd Hoos, yeah. it's uh, it's the Eskimo Brothers, it's uh, I mean yeah, a whole you know, bunch of them, yeah, yeah Brian Lowry, exactly. Brandon Jones, so it's eclectic, I mean, it totally yeah. is, and it's really nothing like what you guys play. So I thought, all right, mm-hmm. this is going to be cool because I want to see the crowd's reaction. Yeah, yeah. And so you guys get up there, you kick into the first song, and and I was kind of taken aback by it too. I'm like, Jesus, this is <laughs> it's it's loud, yeah. but yeah. but it all sounds right. Okay, I mean, it all sounds exactly like I was kind of expecting it to sound. And yeah. so I turn around and I look at the crowd and I see a couple people, I, their reactions kind of like, oh, Jesus, oh, whatever. Yeah. But by, oh, yeah. you guys, by the time hair. you guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the third or fourth song 
turning around then and watching some people that I'd watched come in off the sidewalk and kind of sit down and, you know, kind of with that, just that expression on their face, like, well, this is different. Yeah. Not in a bad way. None of them had (laughs) that look on their face, like, I don't want to see this. And then more people started filtering in and sitting down. And I'm like, you know what? This, honestly, this is kind of, to me, what the rally is missing is the stuff that you guys do. Do you guys feel that when you play? Do you guys go to certain places and play and people aren't quite sure what to expect by the time they're done? <laughs> Every like, single We show. were just talking about So we had a Every show this time. weekend. We were yeah, in Greeley, yeah. Colorado. And, and you know, it was a really cool bill. All the bands we were playing with were very... Um, pop in, punk. Pop punk. Yeah. I mean, it was the same genre. Yeah. And so we, we fit with that, but we were a little right. heavier, grittier. Yeah. We, I mean, we don't. We would never <laughs> say that we were pop punk. I don't think we listen right. to a lot. No, of that, I wouldn't we get even think you guys would it, be. But, but anyway, like, for sure. but we were saying that that the reactions, you know, to the other bands were, you know, they were great. They were kind of what you expected. Mm-hmm. They were pop punk bands, mm-hmm. and then ours was a very. I mean, it was a subtle difference, but it was, su- you know, kind of surprised. They were right. like, okay, like that was cool. That was yeah. something that we hadn't expected. Or seen yeah. before. We got a couple claps, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, we did claps in there. But that's what we liked that about it. Yeah, we liked that it yeah. wasn't what people expected. Oh, know? yeah, definitely. And it, it was funny because, like, one of the older guys that played in the other bands, he was like, you guys remind me of this 90s grunge band called Failure. And we listened to it later that night. And yeah, we're like, he nailed it. Oh, it my gosh, exactly the one like person the that record, could actually yeah. put, like, nail us down. And it was, like, this crazy, like, hard but kind of sludgy and sad and angry and, like, ruthless sound. And we're like, who are these guys? We never heard of these guys. So it was That's, cool. Well, it, what I like about it, too, it, which kind of surprised me, and, Russ, this is – uh, you know, kind of based off uh, stuff that you went through here a year or two ago, yeah. relationship-wise. But I think a lot of people... Yeah, let's get into that. Let's talk about it. I hit them, I hit them all! <laughs> let's just rip the band-aid off. Yeah. All right, let's make this raw right now, okay? Yes. But that surprised me about this kind of music, is that it's not just loud, but there is a there is a message to it. There mm-hmm. is something people can listen to, and once you cut through and get to the lyrics, you're like... Holy shit! I'm I'm going through that right now. Right. That's a thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and I don't think people that 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 may not be familiar with your music understand that it's not just loud in your face. I mean, yeah, it's still melodic. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah. But right. but there's you guys. You guys are writing some good stuff too. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um. You know, I think where all of our influences come from are from those emotional bands and emo bands, but like also like (laughs) actually like writing, (laughs) writing emotional songs that mean something that have a message that, you know, help the people that are in their class or whatever you want to say. And it's, it's been really fun because lately we've been diving into the things that we are writing together and it's all a little bit darker. It's all a little bit uh, heavier. Yeah, the new record's way less happy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be very interesting. It's a rain cloud of a record. So, yeah. okay. So, yeah. why? Why is it darker? Why? why? I mean, we're old and angry. Like, I'm a bitter I'm in the happiest dude. part of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm just like, doing good. Yeah. I'm saying that the choir grad student over here, what does he have to be sad about it? I just point? like to get wild on weekends. Yeah. I don't really yeah. care about what Trevor likes hitting about. really hard. Um, no, I, I don't know. You know it's, yeah. I think, like, I, we, we had a very distinct line that I kind of forcibly drew and I was like (laughs) we are you know we're all in our 30s we have a lot of stuff to say that I I not that we didn't say in the first records but like the first record was kind of like 
oh, this is cute. Like, oh, there was a girlfriend in high school. There's this thing. Oh, we like, you know, road tripping. We like this kind of stuff. Right. And then it got to that point where I was like, that's fun. And that <laughs> needed, like, those those songs needed to come out because they were going to sit there right. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I had a best friend die um, a year ago in a couple, like, in a week. Right. Right. And I, you know... We have a lot of issues that I was like, we have a platform, we can actually do something with it and still get loud and still get heavy and yeah. still have fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, we're not getting younger. Right. Things aren't getting better. Like it's not like I'm well, like, yeah. well, I'm progressively like much happier now than I was when I was seventeen. My four hundred one k is growing nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Like, yeah, the, that. Well, yeah, and it's doing well. It's <laughs> also, yeah, it's also that like you know we have we're not trying to not be thirty. You know, there's yeah, a lot of bands out there that are like, playing like, oh man, you know. It's kind of like when the Beach Boys turn 50 and they're singing about 16-year-old girls still. It's like, wow, this is weird. (laughs) And so we want to be honest about our experiences, and that's the only time that, like, our actual music means something to us and actually turns out the way that we want is if it's honest and the way that we want to say it. Yeah, because I remember seeing a video of Blink-182 with uh, what's-his-name from uh, Alkaline Trio, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, this is... This is not this right. is not a look because you guys are all, you know, yeah. 45, mm-hmm. 50, and I can't I can't take like, uh, what does it say? It ain't so I right. That I can't take it seriously anymore. Right. Right. I would rather hear what they like. How does it feel? You know, Mark Harpus, you just had cancer. What is actually going on? Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. those like I just liked the idea of like being realistic to where we are now, and how we actually feel instead of trying to project or trying to be like well th- people would like this i right. <clears throat> think that is extremely interesting because you're right there's a lot of bands that never want to grow up right yeah. they capture a sound or they captured moments and they think that that's all it's ever going to be mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah. to come out and kind of be honest with yourself in that sense that's that's heavy. Thank really, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. it is. Well, and the other thing too is it's kind of like therapy for us. You know, we started meeting on Thursday nights because we we were trying to fill a void of not playing music and not having that connection to where we all came from back as kids and like when you know, and so the fact that we can actually just get that out is very therapeutic for us and probably a good thing for a lot of other people. (laughs) (laughs) Just for full disclosure, I I work every day with Russ and now now I'm starting to, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful that you guys have these weekly get-togethers. Yes, they're important. The band makes up, boy, are they. (laughs) Putting metal detectors out front right now because now I'm freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. so, so all of you guys got you very heavily. Uh, your backgrounds are amazing when it comes to music and the different places that you draw from. But the the, the, the whole point of this podcast is, yeah. uh, you know, whenever you're talking with people from any background, whether it's educators or whether it's roadies or people that own venues, you know, or run venues, uh, they'll always point to a moment in their life where they were standing there and it dawned on them that, oh my God. I, I, I want to do this thing. This yeah. is my passion. So, right. Trevor, you're, I, 
your background is I'm just I'm I just want to talk with you for about another twenty minutes. Not let's, that Scott and Russ aren't interesting. Let's no, just no, no, this is good because a bunch of stuff we I'm learning either. about Trevor yeah. too. So it's yeah. great. Yeah, both of you guys. Did you know? Just, should I just ask some really uncomfortable yeah. questions? Yeah, let's do but, it. But but Trevor was. Do you, can you pinpoint that moment, or were you were you at a show, or was there something that? Because you know, being a, wanting to be a gi- geologist or, or or doing these quite. I mean. What 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 moment happened for you where you're like, no, I want to be with these two guys making this kind of music. This is what I want to do. Yeah, it was uh, Amy Grant's Christmas tour, <laughs> <laughs> Branson, Missouri, 1998. 1998. The Remington Theater. That's a good one. You went to that too. I know you I, did. I, I, <laughs> that's, a, that's not even bullshit. He went to that. <laughs> oh no. my god. So. <laughs> Amy Grant uh, Christmas. Well, and she was so hot back oh, in the day. She was too. great. Oh, she's, still, she's still and she's gorgeous. Still gorgeous. She's still and she can still sing like just a oh, real man. treasure. No yeah. kidding. She Amy is. Grant. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> no, so yeah, I was thinking about this because you know there were shows like show there were events like that that like your parents take you to mm-hmm. when you're a kid, and I love those memories. But then there's like the the first show that you went to that was like your band that you like yeah. that you go to uh that one for me there was a really specific one um it was probably like sixth or seventh grade and it was me and my buddy jared who um we were living i was living in arkansas at the time and the closest places for shows were like fayetteville or springfield missouri there's one in springfield uh and it was Anne Berlin, Seosin, who were kind of <laughs> <Nice>. like, kind of <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. They weren't Christian bands, but they were. Right, they're in between. There was this label called Tooth and Nail that was kind of that way, like. It's the Christian-esque bands it's that like, like your the, parents would like you listen to. Yeah, you. They're like, this is pretty this. heavy. And you're like, yeah, no, 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 no. It was it's, on tooth and it's on Tooth and Nail. And right. they're like, oh, okay. Well, it was All weird, because right. if you asked Tooth and Nail, they were like, oh, we're not a Christian label, but. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> there's a whole thing about that. Yeah. But it was a great show. It was Amberlynn, Seosin, uh, and this was like in Anthony Green days. Yeah, so that's was, that's uh, a crazy yeah. show. Um, like, I can't acceptance, even imagine that. There's another band called Acceptance and Code 7. So anyway, the the funny story here was I had never been to like a show like this in my life. Uh, we were from like a small town outside, not, not even in Fayetteville proper um, outside, so kind of small town Arkansas. Um and this was like before, like now you could look up the venue on the internet and like mm-hmm. see what it looks like, do street view, you know, yeah. 360 view. This was before <laughs> that. So it was like, you just get your tickets uh, or buy them at the door and, and just go. Yeah. And so the place was called the Outland Ballroom. So I had planned this with my buddy, Jared, his dad was going to take us and my mom was really hesitant about it. Um, or, or not, I don't know if she was really hesitant, but I just distinctly remember being like, Mom, it's okay. It's a ballroom. Like, it's a, it's this big. <laughs> it's a ballroom. It's called, a ballroom. Yeah, Mom. That's a bad It's called, it's in a called the Outland Ballroom. It can't be weird. It's not going to be bad. It's got to be a big venue, right? And so, you know, it was fine. So I went. We, you know, my buddy's dad drove us there because we couldn't drive. We get up to this place. It's downtown Springfield, Missouri. Sketchy as balls. Like, it's a weird. <laughs> Springfield is not the nicest place in the world. And uh, it's the door and there's a line out the door and then it's just a staircase straight up so it's above 
um, it's the second story of this downtown building, and it's just the tiniest bar in the world. <laughs> and we get there, and you know, I'd never been in a bar before. I'd never been in this environment before. And then the, I remember my dad's, uh, or my buddy's dad leaning over to us and be like, do not tell your mother where we are. <laughs> and it was just like, that feeling was like, this is cool. This is I'm not supposed to be here. Like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. And then it turned out, you know, it was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. These are like iconic bands mm. on this oh, label yeah. that, that kind of blew up bands. at the time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, early 2000s. Amber right in their prime, too. Gigantic. Right. Oh, man. And uh, so that, I definitely remember, you know, that was a big part of it. I was like, I want to play these grimy little places. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. And I want to make sure that there are 6th and 7th graders <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> well, so, this is be awesome. <laughs> well, so and I it, mean, seas of children. And, <laughs> and it goes back to like the, the vibe of I feel like Dead Martha's now is like just grimy, mm-hmm. in your face. Like yeah. That's the vibe. Definitely. Perfect. That's so, that, that's that that's a great story. That really is, uh, <laughs> Scott. Is what about you? Yeah, um, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, a lot of whiskey. Yeah, because I had the same thing as him. Like, grew up going like church event things, Christian cons. I'm. I remember seeing like the Newsboys oh, yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure. But the first time I was eighth grade, and like the first show I ever went to was underground was this band called Two Galants. And they were amazing. I love them, but I I didn't even really see the band. Like I walked in and I was like three feet tall and there's just a sea of people and I was like, Oh god, there's there's too many people and my friends like, We're just gonna go outside and smoke cigarettes. And I was like, Okay, that sounds safer and went outside with Me them. And, and now. so like I felt so I felt like I was like, Oh man, I definitely bummed out like my first experience. I need to need to kind of redo this and we we're walking through the mall and this this did kid, you smoke a cigarette no i didn't yet no. <laughs> that would come later <laughs> but i uh i was walking through the mall and this kid like kind of short he was a little a little thicker back then this kid walks up to me and he's like hey you look like you're cool come to the show and I was like, okay. And I like, <laughs> looked at it, and it was this weird little like Xerox flyer. I could barely read the print of the bands. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can. Th- this is the second time around. I can do this one. <laughs> I've had Which, my cigarette. And, and I'm calm. Yeah, I'm and, like, and this is a wave. Like the first, like two glances, is like kind of like folky, maybe a tiny bit heavy, but folk music. And then the band that I went to see, I don't even remember the headliner, but my friend, now friend. Um, he played guitar for this band called Heed the Omen. Mm-hmm. And we like get there and like I managed to get some of my other buddies to come. I was like, come on, we got to go see this band. And uh, we get there and we're up front and they were the opening act and they start playing. It's just like, <laughs> like this heavy roar <laughs> yeah. comes out. And I see Sean come whipping around. And he, whipping his hair and he's like down like in like the crab stance from like 2003 like hardcore crab stance and that second I was like holy shit if he can do this I can do this like this is insane and I just met this guy in the mall like three hours ago and it was this like this moment where it all clicked and I was like I do know how to play like I play music and church band and stuff and I was like but I can do it here and it'll be fun. Like this will be insane. (laughs) And so going and and seeing that, and it was funny because it wasn't like a big band. It wasn't like this thing that was unattainable. It was the first thing that I saw that I was like, Oh, this, these are people just like me. 
And then like I went uh, my when I was seventeen, I went and saw. Uh, Under Oath, Taking Back Sunday, um, mm. and Armor for Sleep, and that was like my first Sexy. like massive show, and that was really cool, and that was like, okay, I want to get to this level, but the thing that really solidified it in my brain was seeing those guys come out and play, it was good, you know, it wasn't like right. the most amazing like metalcore mm-hmm. I had ever heard, but it kind of sent me down that path of like finding people and being like, okay, you guys, you guys seen Heed the Omen, right? Like, we should, we should play music, not like that because yeah. we're not good enough. But we should, <laughs> we should try to do something similar. And so that was, yeah, that was the Heed kind of the, the thing Omen. that got the wheels spinning. Because I'd been, you know, I started playing bass when I was like nine, and then uh, drums, and I played everything. Mm-hmm. Like Dead Martha's is the first band I've ever played guitar in. Oh, I wow. never played guitar in anything else. <laughs> um, and so that was the other thing that I always wanted to do is I was like, I really want to get to the point where I can be good enough to play guitar. Because I just felt like the bass and drums were like, they came very naturally to sure. me. So it wasn't, I didn't have to work very hard. And then people be like, oh, you should play with us. I'm like, okay. And it was like easy for me. But guitar, I tried out one band and it bombed so hard. They were like, yeah, no, you can sing, but you can't play guitar with us. And I was like, all right, that's They were like, please fair. play guitar. Oh, that's, <laughs> so. that's, I mean, these they, they, uh, these are cool because, you know, to it's interesting, again, when I've gone back, and Russ, I'll get to yours here uh, in a second. Um, you know, everybody I talk to always, it's always these names, these huge shows, these giant and to you guys, these were giant shows. They yeah, were exactly. big names to you. Exactly. Um, and, and, and I guess, you know, kind of what I'm figuring <laughs> out through this whole thing is it, is it, is it, as long as it's interesting to you, it doesn't matter right. how yeah, big what it, Yeah, are. exactly. Right. Well, Russ, mm-hmm. then what was yours? Well, I'm kind of the opposite of them. Uh, let me tell you a story, Houston, about a boy with a dream. That <laughs> oh Let's go refill right, so our dreams here. Later. <laughs> this is going to be a while. <laughs> well, growing up in Beulah, where there was nothing uh, but nice 33 people. 33 people, remember? Fantastic, yeah. wonderful people. Um, you know, you didn't really have the internet then, so you, you found everything by hand. You know, mm-hmm. so when your parents are, like, showing you all the records and stuff that they used to listen to, that's what you listen to. So I grew up with, like, you know, Led Zeppelin and Steely Dan America and uh, The Who and Yes and all you name it. That's yeah. what my dad was super into. And then my mom was super into Sheryl Crow and Jewel. <laughs> and the first concert I ever went to was Semisonic opened up for Sheryl Crow Good and job. she wore these tights over <sighs> pants. It was 1998. <laughs> Semisonic oh. was so rad. Oh, I know. Oh, God, the, I forgot about and that. And closing man. time, the drummer plays the keyboard part at the beginning live. I'll never forget that. That yeah. and those silver pants. I'll be like, what is that drummer doing? He's playing keys while playing the drums? <laughs> huh? Excuse me? And uh, silver pants? And <laughs> silver what? pants show crow what's happening to me? There's other things but jeans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, so that was my first concert concert I'd like to think, you know, mm-hmm. was. But then the one, you know, as a kid growing up, you find music from your friends and, you know, the first album that I ever listened to that was actually something that kind of blew my mind was International Super Hits by Green Day. And, uh, you know, loud guitars, fast drums, like screaming, that kind of stuff. Like, not screaming per se, but like that kind of yelling, yelling, singing stuff. And it was just really, really cool. And then we're sitting in the Walmart parking lot, and my buddy whips out this uh, Jimmy E. World uh, edited version, you know, the clean version, because Walmart (laughs) wouldn't uh, give away the the real version (laughs) yet. And uh, we're sitting there, and and Bleed American is one of the, the best albums of that decade and it's just like wow like it blew my mind 
and then you know from there you start a band in fifth grade and you and you you know mess around and you play with your buddies and uh but then fast forward it to 2005 I get to go to the Pepsi Center with my dad, and we go and we watch uh, the American Idiot tour with Green Day. Oh, yeah. And who opened up for him? Jimmy Eat World. So I got to see those two bands in one place. It's all prophetic. It's and I, I know. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's meant to be. And, you know, walking out of that place, you know, the show that Jimmy Eat World put on was really good. But then Billy Joe Armstrong, you know, standing up there, basically showing the crowd what to do and having that, uh, you know, control was just insane to me that somebody could have that much power for one, but also just the sound of the band and and how they they put on that show. It was just incredible. Something that I'll never forget. And I still have like the snapshots from my power shot, you know, from the you know, fucking third floor balcony. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, like with a flash. You can tell that there's you know? something happening on oh, the yeah. thing. I've got all the heads right in front of me lit up and then I've got like the stage is bright. You can't see anything. But like walking out of that show, I, I literally remember being like, Oh man, okay. If I could do that, that'd be awesome. And that was it. I was from there on, you know, like First or one of the first kids to wear uh, girls' jeans and eyeliner to school and straighten my hair and, like, just be Billy Joe Armstrong for a couple years and then, you know, just being that weirdo in school and, and, and having that connection and just finding bands through compilation discs and, and all these things and right. having mixtapes that were just ugly and gross with Creed and, oh yeah you know. So oof, what, would, what, what, what signifies success for you guys? What does it mean to you? Oh, success. That's a deep question that I didn't know I was going to throw we out were, there, but what the hell? <laughs> we were kind of talking about that the other day, too, and we we're like, we're kind of already doing it because we're writing our own music. We're playing music yes. our own way. The places that we want to play, though, could could be the, the dream. You know, we're looking for the gritty places that we've watched other bands in that we, you know, idolized and, mm-hmm. like, all those things. So... That's my take on it. Well, we're in a <laughs> we're in a unique spot in our lives individually. I think where, but I mean, we all agree yeah. that we're not doing this for like um, we don't need to do it. We don't have right. to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We're, we're not we're not the yeah. struggling like road hogs. You know, we're yeah. not yeah. we're not trying to make a living playing music necessarily. It's just more of a, a therapeutic thing that we want to do. We want to make music and, and play these cool places, right. which we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are. Know, but we're also dads and husbands and have jobs. Right. So it's yeah. like, um, you know, success is getting to play this venue that we've always wanted to play, and, and that's it. Right. You know, it's not selling a million records. Yeah. It's not doing this and yeah, that. Moni- I don't think we'll ever see monetary success. No. <laughs> I'm yeah, totally yeah. fine with, like... Well, God, you guys, it's... You, you are... All three of you are pretty damn fascinating. And just, I mean, how your backgrounds uh, just... Blown away by the backgrounds. <laughs> I mean, because there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, religion in your backgrounds. You know, that might um, be why we're so mm-hmm. angry. And, and then, well, <laughs> I, I was, I was just about to say that it can make you angry. Oh God, can it make you angry? But I'm, I'm in the music you guys make and the sound that you have is, is so unique for this area too. And that's what. That's why I want people who. Who, who who might not be super familiar with you guys or who might not think, well, I don't know if that's for me. You don't know until you see you guys play. 
And, <laughs> and, and even if the sound isn't right, it's not always about that. Right. It's, right. it's you guys, I can tell, all work well together. You all are basically on the same page of what you're doing. Right. And <clears throat> excuse me, for somebody like me, that's a bigger draw than the music you're going to be making. Because I want to see three guys up there that are giving it 180% and having a fucking blast. Right. You know, <clears throat> I don't care what you're playing. I yeah. just want that's that's right. fun for me. And that's worth a ticket. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, totally. You know, you know and, and we pride ourselves on our live show. You know, our our new album coming out will hopefully be able to portray that energy because that's our main goal in recording is like, how can we make this to where it sounds good on an album, but also, you know, relates to how we sound live. We, right. don't, we don't add a lot to our songs on the, on the record because we want it to be able to, you know, uh, translate really, really well to our live show. And hopefully our live show is a little bit more of a ruckus. You know, I just, I, I would love to – one venue I think I'd love to see you guys play in. And just, I don't know why it popped into my head. You're familiar with First Avenue in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, you guys would yes. be great there. Which I know. Oh, <laughs> we've, they we've said talked yes to and then Have said – Have you really? No, not well, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. No. So, so we've tried – I mean, that's the issue. Like you said, it's, it's different for the area. So it's Sure. A, I mean – because uh, this is yeah this this is a this is a country right. rock yeah yeah, yeah. I mean so right. it's it's, it's right. easy to book things here but our our fan base and the people that are going to be interested in that music are not it's not going to grow here you're right so we're looking you know we've gone to Denver a few times we're looking at Minneapolis and trying to like go out to places that will appreciate that style and have more people that are into that a little more so right but the issue is hitting up some of these bigger venues which we've done we've talked to first have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. they're like okay who do you know like who can you play with in minneapolis we're like well yeah we don't need anybody <laughs> first have. Yeah. starters so, right. so that's kind of the wall we hit and it's uh it's, you know that's what we're working through now so well if you guys ever get there i will be there for that show because holy yeah. shit you guys would that's be fun to dream that venue. Um, well, you guys, again, this is I didn't. I, this has been awesome. This has probably been one of the favorite ones I've done uh, because you guys, your personalities, your backgrounds, and and just a, a different sound for this area. Again, my entire background is country music, yeah. but at the same time, I just love this because it's so damn refreshing. For, you know, yeah. for, 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 for Western South Dakota. So uh, it's the Dead Marthas. Uh, I'm, you guys are on Spotify. You can get yep, your music right. anywhere there. Um, you know, and your shows, you guys have a good social media presence, too. So if you're looking oh, yeah. for mm-hmm. to find you guys anywhere, just look for the Dead Marthas. You'll find them. You'll yeah. find uh, the new song is out called Sharks. Yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. anywhere, too. And I highly recommend listening to it over and over. Still, uh, uh, Gold Prius is still my fight. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why, but God, that song. Just because just I it's know the rowdy. story behind it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I would recommend anybody listen to that one. Although it's gut wrenching for us. <laughs> yeah. It's, Let's just keep singing that over and over and over again. It's the lesson learned. Please take joy from his pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all please. do. <laughs> I don't mind helping others. It's uh, Trevor Stein, Scott Miller, and Russ Haddon. Thank you guys very much for being on the show with me, man. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you yeah. And now, the brand new single from the Dead Marthas. This is is sharks I've seen through shallow eyes you and I both know you wish I didn't exist I'm sorry I am bitter but I don't have anything left to give we didn't ask too much just a small 
Thank you for listening to this week's edition of My First Concert. I am Mark Houston. I am the host and producer of the show. It's engineered by Chris Jaquez, and all the audio and visual work is done by our own Russ Haddon. My First Concert is on the Home Slice Audio Network, and if you like what you heard, a great review is always appreciated.